Good afternoon again and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for being here. I uh, sure hope your being here is important to you and valuable. It means a lot to us that you made time today. I know it's a hectic schedule, a busy time, and, uh, but I, I appreciate you being here and making this gathering and the worship of our Lord uh, a part of your Christmas celebration. You know, I guess I should uh, tell you a little bit different today. You know, we had the offering. We don't normally do that on Christmas Eve. Something else that's a little bit different today is normally at this time, I'll get up and I'll just kind of share a quick uh, Christmas devotional to kind of wrap up our time together. But today I'm actually finishing uh, a part of a series that I've been doing all through the month of uh, December. So instead of the normal kind of quick 10-minute message, I'm going to be about 45 minutes this afternoon. And, uh, you know, it was hard getting ready today on Christmas Eve, but just it's my gift to you. So... You know, it's what a, oh, I, I see a gift return line forming back there. No, okay. No, we actually will not be that long, but I am wrapping up today a, a, a series. We, we've been kind of looking at something we've called Stolen Holiday, Trading Outrage for Opportunity. You know, I, I see more and more Christians, and this hasn't just happened in the last Christmas or two. I think it's been going on for years now. We kind of feel like our Christmas has been taken from us. It's, it's been stolen. You know, it wasn't that long ago that you could kind of anticipate a, a minimal understanding of what this day, what this weekend uh, is all about. The Christ of Christmas, the babe in the manger, God entering the world. And we wished each other a Merry Christmas, and we had nativity scenes dotting the landscape from the Atlantic to the Pacific, from the malls to the courthouses, and, you know, it was just all wonderful and good, and now we find out that's all offensive. Now, now we find out even that that's, that's abusive. Well, when you take something that is so valuable to us, right, so important to us, and something I, I think a lot of people thought was a, a neat part of American history and, and tradition and heritage, and now all of a sudden it's, it's being tossed aside. Well, yeah, that makes people upset, doesn't it? Maybe even some feeling a sense of outrage. But while outrage might be natural, why outrage might be justified, boy, outrage isn't what we can do right now. That's not really the opportunity we have. We have a greater opportunity because outrage isn't going to help you and me do what God has left us here on this planet to do. And that is to share not our anger, not our anger with the world because they don't obey the rules. No, God's left us here to share good news, the, the, the story of, of a gift. And Christmas maybe gives us as good a time as any other. It, it's harder and harder to talk about good news in America. It's harder and harder to, to share the gospel. But at this time of year, and that's why we, we've been saying, hey, we don't want to get caught up in outrage and miss the opportunity, because at this time of year, we have an easier, I didn't say it was easy, but we have an easier bridge to cross to sharing that, because we have so much in common with people regardless of where they are on Christmas. You know, we're, we're all of us in America are kind of doing some of the same events in the month of December. We're going through some of the same emotions in the month of December. And these, these commonalities are that bridge that we can cross. Last week we talked about anticipation. We're all experiencing the emotion of anticipation, looking forward to a trip, a, a tradition, of course, the gifts. Hey, maybe some people right now 
are looking forward to the whole thing being over with, right? That's an anticipation. And, and so that anticipation, you hear people saying, I can't wait for, I'm looking forward to, that gives us a bridge to cross. That, that gives us something we have in common to talk about in the Christmas story. Well, today, the commonality that I want to talk about is the gift. Man, Christmas is all about the gifts. Now, I'm not talking about the rightness or the wrongness of that. I'm talking about the reality of it, right? You know, you think about it, even an impoverished family that maybe just barely has what they need to put a meal together, there's not going to be any elaborate decorations. But man, whatever dollars they have, they're going to try to make some gifts happen, right? If you were going to help another family with Christmas, what comes to your mind? Making cookies? Helping them get decorations up? No, you, you would think of, hey, how can we help provide some gifts? Christmas is about the gifts. And, and, and as we're talking about that and, and, and sharing it, that, that's a bridge we can cross to telling what a gift is in the true Christmas story, in, in the real Christmas story. Now, in all of these that we've been talking about in December, they're all kind of coming to a conclusion this weekend, but I kind of strategically placed gift today because we don't stop talking about gifts tomorrow, do we? No, I mean, for the next week or two, we're going to go back to work, we're going to go back to school, we're going to be standing in a return line, and we're going to be talking with, about gifts. What'd you get? What are you returning? And, and, and as people talk about gifts, that's our chance to share something we have in common, the gift, the gift of Christmas. And so when that discussion's going on, now you can tell a story. And, and here's the story you can tell. Boy, Christmas really is all about the gifts, isn't it? And, and I'm not talking just about the gifts you and I give to each other, as important as those are, as fun as those can be, or as bizarre as they can be. I'm talking about the gift that God gave us. God gave us of something of infinite value to him so that there could be an infinite and eternal value to us. God gave us the gift of his own son, Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever, whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Boy, God's gift is Jesus. And in Jesus there is eternal life. And it's just believing in him. You know, there's a real simplicity to the gift of Christ. But yet there's a, there's a complexity also. Have you ever opened a gift and, and, and inside the box, there's two sets of instructions. The, the one set is, might just be like a front and a back. It's just a card. It's like the four easy steps to get this product turned on, right? You know what I'm talking about? Usually it's a technology product. But, you know, here's the four steps to get it turned on, to get it up and working. And then there's another set of instructions that'll take you like four days to read. And you may still not understand what you have after reading those instructions. Well, I don't want to say the gift of Jesus is just like that, but maybe a little bit. There's a real simplicity to receiving Christ. It's not a, a volume of knowledge. It's not what you go home and change and fix and make right. There's a real simplicity to it. And yet there is a complexity. There is a lot to understand. There is a, a lot to unwrap. You know, when I think about the simple instructions of receiving this gift, turning it on, getting it up and going in your life, I, I think of receiving, understanding, we'll say four easy steps. 
Number one, it's understanding and knowing God loves you so much. Man, there's a lot in that, but just for the moment, just that simple statement, God loves you so much. And he gave the gift of his son so that you, so that I would not perish, would not be swallowed up, would not be crushed by our own sin and death and hell. God also gave the gift of his son so that we could know him, know him personally and have eternal life. And and to receive this gift, we need to believe on Jesus. We need to put our full faith and confidence in him, who he is and what he did for us at the cross. Well, there's your four steps. I mean, that, that really is about all there is to it, to knowing and receiving Jesus Christ and God's gift for you. Now, Is that all there is to it? No, there's some real complexity. I mean, those four points, my gosh, dozens of questions come out of those four points. Is there a God? Does he care about me? Does he love me? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? If there's a hell, why does a loving God send people to hell? How can I know God? How can I follow God? How can I know all this is true? What does it mean to receive him? How does somebody dying on a cross 2,000 years ago supposed to affect me today? You see, there's a, there's a lot of questions. And guys, that's, that's just the beginning. We could go on all night, all of the questions that we might have about this gift and all that it means. But I would take you back to that piece of technology. Guess what? The first thing you're going to do is the simple set of instructions, right? You don't get lost in the complexity of the, of, the, of the more in-depth instructions, you take on the simple instructions, you get it turned on, you get it working, you receive it. And then you begin to work through the complexity. Then you begin to understand what you have and, and how you use it. Well, the same is true with Christ. Man, the first thing we do is we receive him. And then we begin to walk with him. And as we walk with him and know him, then we begin to unwrap the complexity of all that it means to be in a, in a relationship with God. So really what we need to do is receive Christ. We need to receive the gift that God has given to us. The Bible says in Romans ten nine that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Now when it says when we confess with our mouth, it's not just saying, hey, just say these three words and magic will happen. No, to confess that this is my confession. This is my belief. Jesus is God. And because I believe he's God, I will follow him as God. I will obey him as God. I will trust him as God. To say I believe on the resurrection, I'm not just saying, oh, I I believe an event happened back there somewhere. No, my belief, my confidence is in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all that it did to accomplish in my life, all that it did to show that God could conquer sin and death and hell for me. And that's my hope, that's my faith. And Romans ten thirteen says, whoever, I'm a whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's a promise, that's a guarantee. And that's how I received the greatest gift in my life. How about you? And that's the end of our story. You know, in, in the other stories I told through this month, you just kind of stopped right there and what they did with it was kind of up to them. But in this story, you notice we actually ended with a question. We, we kind of put it back out there because w- when a gift is offered, 
When, when I hand something out there to you, you, you know, you got to do something, right? You, you got to receive the gift or you reject the gift. And so we ask the question, what about you? To give somebody the opportunity to respond and receive the gift of Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, we're, we're going to open gifts tonight and tomorrow, and, but we're going to be talking about them for a week or two to come. You know what? Every time you hear somebody talking about a gift over the next seven, ten days, just pause real quick and ask yourself, Lord, am I to use this to share the gift of all gifts? Is this a bridge to cross where I can talk about the real gift of Christmas? What, what if every one of us, what if every single one of us was to share the gift of all gifts with just one other person as we celebrate what's been given to us? You know, as we, as we leave here tonight, I did ask that question, right? What about you? I'm wondering if there's anybody in here right now that as you heard that, maybe that was the first time you fully grasped that and understood it. Maybe you've kind of been weighted down in the complexities and how you sort through all that and didn't, didn't realize, hey, there's a simplicity, there's a, there's a first step. Man, if you're here tonight and, and you want to receive Christ, you want to receive God's gift for you, I, I want to give you that opportunity right here and now. Again, Romans ten thirteen says, whoever calls on the Lord. I want to say a prayer. It's a prayer much like I prayed when I called out to the Lord and received that gift and if that's the desire of your heart this afternoon, just let, let my prayer become your prayer. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I need your gift. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you conquered sin and death and hell for me. So that I could. Jesus, I want to receive you. I want you to come into my heart and my life right now. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me, forgiving me. Help me now to live with you and follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you just prayed that prayer, then based on the authority of God's word, now there's a very specific reason I say that. What you're anchoring to, what you're believing on is not a guy standing up front. Your, your faith is not that you said some words in a building on a special holiday. Your faith is not in a feeling. Your faith is in what God's word says, right? And what God's word says is whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved if you just prayed that prayer you are now a child of God forgiven of all your sins with eternal life as your future you say well that sounds like so much that's so big yeah there's a simplicity and there's a complexity you just put the simple instructions into place I'd like to on the on the way out tonight I'd like to give you an, another gift and, and it, uh, it, as you can tell, it's not all the complexity of the instructions. This is not very long. What this is, is a little book. It has about six or seven Bible studies in it. When I say Bible studies, they're like two or three pages. E each one would take you five to seven minutes. But what this is, is just a, uh, a little work, a little Bible study to help you understand a little bit more about what happened here. What you just prayed for. 
and how you begin growing in this new relationship that you have in Christ. Boy, I would love to be able to put this in your hands and and just help you begin to discover what it means to have the gift of the Christ of Christmas. Amen? And so as you're going on your way out tonight, right in the center of our concourse out there, there's a desk. Some of our staff, our church members are back there. If you prayed that prayer tonight, if this was your first time to receive Christ, just go out there and say, hey, this was my first time to, to pray to receive Christ. And they'll hand you this. And it's just our gift to you to help you begin this new journey and begin to unwrap the most incredible gift of all gifts. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, let's, as we leave here today, let's remember we're going to go out and we're going to celebrate with good food, with our family. We're going to celebrate by giving gifts to each other. But let's remember to celebrate by giving the gift of all gifts. Share the gift of Jesus with somebody. Still this Christmas season. Amen. Amen. God bless you and Merry Christmas.